Anyone who willfully, intentionally, and without right, by the explosion of gunpowder or any other explosive, unlawfully damages property or injures a person, shall be punished by imprisonment in the state prison for not more than 20 years. That's what they say in the Massachusetts General Laws under Felonies 266-101. It's the official state definition of malicious explosion, the destruction of property with an explosive device, a serious felony on a par with armed robbery or deadly assault. My teenage son was charged with three counts. If convicted, he would face up to 60 years in state prison. The charges made him sound like a pretty scary guy. Just in case that wasn't enough, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts had also charged him with one count of possessing explosives with the intent to harm people or property. I guess that was their backstop. If they couldn't prove he harmed people or destroyed property, they wanted to prove he meant to. That was worth a few years in prison if the first charges weren't enough to send him away forever. Until that point, people charged with malicious explosion in Massachusetts had mostly been outlaw bikers, mafia hitmen, drug dealers, or vicious thugs. Their explosions were obvious and unmistakable. Pipe bombs in clubhouses, firebombs in churches, car bombs under Cadillacs, maybe a hand grenade tossed through a window. Most of the time, someone was killed or at least seriously injured. The idea that my son would be lumped together with people like that was just crazy. He wasn't a violent criminal. He was a bright, geeky teenager who dropped out of high school so he could study chemistry in college at age 16. Now he was fighting for his life over one question. Was he a budding scientist or a mad bomber? All this had happened because Jack, whom I call Cubby, had gotten interested in the physics and chemistry of explosives at a time when most kids are still learning multiplication and division. He had made experimental explosive compounds from common and legal chemicals and set them off on the ground in the woods where we live. No one was hurt. No property was damaged. No one even complained. He just wanted to see if his concoctions would really explode, and they did, sometimes. He'd filmed his experiments and put them on YouTube for others to see and discuss. To me, he was just a smart kid with a love of science. When Cubby's interest in chemistry turned serious at age 12, it was no surprise that he had explored homemade explosives. I could not expect him to be interested in industrial chemistry at his age, and he knew about fireworks from the time he had spent in Mexico, where his mom was studying for her doctorate. I was proud of his knowledge, though I wasn't too happy about where it had led us. My son's explosions hadn't looked very scary to me. Not much more than firecrackers tossed on the ground. Ten-second videos showed capfuls of explosive blowing half cups of dirt into the air. A few of the blasts were larger, but they were still in the big rock tossed in a pond category. Unfortunately, they were enough to set the DA on the warpath. It's the scary times we live in, people told me. I remembered my own childhood on a farm in Georgia, where I'd go to the local hardware store, buy dynamite, 
and use it to blow up stumps and rocks in our field. I'd done that when I was Cubby's age, and no one cared at all. Farm kids everywhere did the same back then. I did not fully understand how much things had changed, how fearful and jumpy people had become in the wake of 9-11. And, of course, we didn't live on a farm anymore. My parents had moved from rural Georgia to western Massachusetts when I was a little boy. When I grew up, I stayed in the area, and Cubby had spent his entire life in the suburbs around Amherst. A different teenage boy might have hidden his newfound hobby, but Cubby was proud of what he achieved, and it never occurred to him that anyone would question his intent. You see, Cubby's brilliant, but he has Asperger's syndrome, a mild form of autism, which makes it hard for him to see how others might perceive his interests. I've got Asperger's, too, so I know firsthand what it means. Everyone who knows my son would tell you how gentle he is, but because of the Asperger's, he's often oblivious to what's going on around him. Unfortunately, that obliviousness made him an easy target for a narrow-minded, publicity-seeking prosecutor. When she heard about his home chemistry lab and his experiments, she went after him with everything she had, quickly securing a grand jury indictment. My son could not believe anyone would prosecute him for his interest in chemistry. He had no idea what to do or why he was under siege. You can imagine how I felt with my only child being attacked by a public official who had never even spoken to either one of us.